This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Wednesday. Scratch that. Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. You know how it is in this new fatherhood, all right? Every Mm -hmm. day is basically the same day. It's a Thursday afternoon here on the Steelers Blitz. It's time to go inside the electric factory on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Betwixt the two of us. We have a decade of experience in the National Football League and a better head of hair, certainly a more natural one, than Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. You should know most of the drill by now, but if you don't, knuckleheads, you want to get involved with us here on the program, there is one way to do so. That is on the Twitter.com. You can hit us up. We'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, and your reactions as well. At Wesley Euler, at DaBody52. DaBody. What's up, cousin? How we living on this Thursday? Well, you know, it's another beautiful day, man. Can't complain at all. And I like the hoodie you got on, man, representing that Brooklyn. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Come on now. You know how we get it, Yeah, I'm rocking a – I think last time I was up in New York City, um, I think it was like 2018 Mm -hmm. was the last time I was up there. Uh, he was shopping around, and they had these Biggie Smalls Brooklyn Nets hoodies. I love it, man. And I was like, all right, listen. I was like, I'm no Brooklyn Nets fan. I wouldn't really profess to be a fan of any NBA team Mm -hmm. specifically. I've had times bouncing around depending on what city I was living root in. Root for who you want to root for. It's the NBA. It doesn't really matter. You just it, it, enjoy That's it. the beauty of not having yeah. a team here in Pittsburgh, right? You just get to enjoy I it, I just kind of like to enjoy the scenes and enjoy all the banter and all the chaos sometimes that is the NBA. Uh, but, yeah, a little special edition Biggie Smalls Brooklyn Nets hoodie. Um, had, to, had to bust this one out. Is it as chilly here in the Steel City, it Arthur is, Motes? It is. Now, remember about a month ago when <laughs> everyone was complaining, it's too hot. What's going on? It's 70 degrees outside I, I in like Pittsburgh, I, and it's no, no, October. No, no, no. I like you say everyone's complaining. You're the only person that comes in here and complains about the weather, man. So you were complaining about everyone's it being too hot. Everyone's complaining about it being cold today. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. Hold on. I was telling you guys to enjoy this when it was still 80 degrees in yeah. October. But Arthur Motes, such is life in Pennsylvania, where you can quite often get all four seasons in one day. And that's the beauty. Of it all. It's the duality of the Keystone State. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it is a Thursday here. Now, we haven't really talked about this much, Motsi, but it is kind of a weird Thursday, I guess. Weird. Maybe not even a weird Thursday. We're going to do three things Thursday as we start to scout uh-huh. the Chicago Bears. We're going to talk to our buddy Brian Backo about a half an hour from now here, okay. as we like to do on Thursdays sounds as well. like a, Sounds like some normalcy. So maybe it's Friday, tomorrow, that's going to be less than normal because <laughs> our Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, play Monday night football. Mm-hmm. Prime time. Mm-hmm. The only show in town against the Chicago Bears on Monday night. Arthur Motes. Prime time. Monday night football. Color rush uniforms. What kind of emotions does that stir in the former Pittsburgh stellar Arthur Motes? Undefeated in color rush. Never took an L in the color rush. Never lost. And I think the only team that has taken an L with the color rush has only been by Duck. So we've never even had a Ben Roethlisberger lost in the, in the color rush. So, yeah, a color rush, I just think, you know, can't be stopped. Can I? That is accurate. The only that, loss we've so, had no, was a, you're absolutely right. the Bills game. Bills game here, was it the ni- uh, 19 season? 19 season, yeah. yep. That's it. That's it? We whip butt on, on color rush. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Whip butt in color rush, whip butt in prime time. Hopefully those 
Or uh, I was about to say Monday night, primetime, Hinesville, and color. I mean, this is the trifecta. Recipes, all, all we need is a double renegade. <laughs> recipes to get Arthur Motes. This is crazy to think, too, but the last time the Steelers actually beat the Bears. Now, granted, it's not like they play mm-hmm. them every year or anything like that, but the last time the Steelers beat the Bills, the Bills, <laughs> that was week one, the Bears uh, was the famous Jerome Bettis-Brian Urlacher game. Mm, okay. And, I mean, that was back when I was in high school. That was nice. a long time ago. Let's uh, let's get that rectified on Monday night. Motsi. Um, so it, it'll be a little bit different on Friday and on Monday as we wait our turn Monday night. Can I tell you real quick, though, before we start into talking about the Bears and some Let's of the other it. things here, the, the daily news of the day. You know, the Steelers officially announced uh, yesterday that it was going to be a color rush game. Yes. And they did so, as all professional sports franchises do, obviously, with a link to shop for the gear as well. Mm-hmm. right? You can't say, oh, we're wearing the special jerseys in the announcement without posting a link to shop for the jerseys. Right? I mean, everybody does it. Everybody. Come on now. Manchester United does this, right? Gotta they did do it, it right on Wednesday. Way. Hey, uh-huh. they did it on Tuesday when we played in the Champions League. Special Champions League kits tonight. Shop right. now here at unitedshop.com. Right? Everybody does this. Mozi the Steelers did that yesterday when they announced our oh, color rush. Here's your link. Here's your shop. Get yourself right. Hoodies, jerseys, T-shirts, whatever you need. Color rush themed. I was thinking to myself, the last Steeler jersey, I think I've shared this before, Yes. that I've purchased, it was 2010. It's been a minute. I was going to say, yeah. My sophomore year of college, Troy Polamalu. That's the last Steelers jersey I purchased, all right? Just so happened to be the year he won Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe I should have been purchasing jerseys every year. Um, So it's been a little while. It's been over a decade since I bought a Steelers jersey. I saw that link. I thought, you know what? Maybe it's time. I said, let me take a look. At old number 97 jerseys. Uh-oh. I said, maybe, you know what? Killer Cam. I said, all I do is profess my love for Cam Hayward on, the, on the show that I host on the, with, my, with the former Steeler on the Steelers radio network. You know what? Let me check out these Cam Hayward jerseys. Killer Cam. And much like my Troy jersey, that's going to be one that I'm going to be able to rock for. It's evergreen. I don't have to worry about Cam Hayward getting traded in that jersey, you know, sitting on the shelf and collecting dust. That is, as my colleague just said, Evergreen. I wish we could play that song, but we're not allowed to. Mozi, they didn't have Cam Hayward color rush jerseys. Boo. I need my good people at the Steelers shop to fix this. All right. Come on. We need to have Cam 97 jerseys available. Captain? Captain, oh, Captain doesn't have his jersey available. That's just crazy. Big number 97 should be front and center. Come on now. Not just big 97, but we talking all pro. We talking pro bowler. We talking captain. We talking just a dominant force. Are we for real right now? I need me. Wow. A Cam Hayward color rush jersey. ASAP. Don't make us wait. Motes, one of the guys that they did have available was Najee Harris, of course, uh, oh. the young rookie. Don't, I, I, don't tell me you saw what I went on the I offensive did, side. I did not. No, 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 no. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm waiting. My, I'm buying my time. Because if you went offensive instead you know of going camp, I was going to leave. Just, as you and I have mentioned before, there is the massive, the beautiful, the mm. gorgeous Steelers Pro Shop down at Heinz Field oh, now. Yes, yes, yes. Bloody marvelous. Bloody, Bloody marvelous, marvelous, darling. I just believe that next time I'm down there, I'm, uh-huh. I bet you they got them down. I hope that they have them down there. They got to have them down there. They got to have them down there at the official Pro Shop. So I'm just going to check down. You know, I'm going to go to HQ. Next time I'm dying on a North Shore mm-hmm. and uh, and see if I can't get one in person. Um, but Najee Harris, one of I, I do believe 
one of the top 10 selling jerseys in the National Football League mm-hmm. right now. Light work for the rookie. No big deal. Motsi, not only does he have one of the top selling jerseys, he's also found himself named the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for the spooky, spooky month of October. And it sure was spooky if you were one of those defenders out there trying to tackle number 22. His stats for the month, Arthur Motes, four touchdowns, 356 yards rushing, 124 yards receiving, averaged 120 yards from scrimmage per game. Motsi, we've been seeing how special this guy is. We've seen the progression week by week by week where it just looks like things are slowing down for him. He's getting more comfortable. The offensive Mm -hmm. line is playing better in front of him. But not only are we noticing that now, uh, the entire NFL is Najee Harris, your offensive rookie of the month for October. Yeah, man, well-deserved. You talk about a guy who's essentially transformed this team offensively when we're speaking on them. Um, We thought that he would be capable of carrying the offense, and we've been preaching for the offense to run through him. Because what he brings to the table, not only as a rusher, but as a passer, as a pass catcher, and just the physicality that he plays with as well. So it's good to see not just the productivity, but the recognition associated with that productivity. And anytime we're bringing that recognition in Pittsburgh, you know it's always going to make us feel even better. But no, definitely salute to the young guy right there, man. And the thing is, he's still hungry. He wants more. He feels like he can do a lot more. If you ask him, you know, was your month of October great? I'm sure he would say, no, there's plenty of things that I could have done to improve to make it better. And that's what you want in a guy like him, man. Agreed. Totally agreed. I, I, Man, we can't say enough about this young man. Motsi and I, as like a lot of you, have been singing his praises uh, throughout this season. Um, ever since the start, really, we, we felt that he's been on to something special and he is just getting better and better and more comfortable out there. Um, and it's nice to see him get rewarded, to see everybody else noticing that. And it feels like, we talked about earlier in the week, the identity of that Steelers offense question that we were all asking through the first few weeks of the season. Uh, Najee Harris has grabbed that bull by the horns Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and taken control cousin. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz. Now we'll start to do the thing that we normally do. Oh, wait, real quick. I knew there was one more thing. But wait, there's more. I was like, wait a second. There was another news and notes of the day that I wanted to get into Motsi before we started, get into with Motsi before we started scouting the Chicago Bears. Did you see pro football focus on Miles Garrett? Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Pro football focus named Miles Garrett defensive player Mm -hmm. of the week. Now, Arthur Motes. You and I have laid out our opinion on Pro Football Focus before. It's quite simple. When we agree with them, we think they're great. When we disagree with them, we think they're wrong. I've never thought that they were great, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. But I do concur with what you are saying, my friend. (laughs) Motsi, you and I talked about how like hey, hey, Miles Garrett had an he had a, it's not that he he played well he mm-hmm. did I, this you know Dan Moore stood his ground but Miles Garrett certainly was disruptive it, you can just look at the stat sheet and see the one sack and think okay he didn't do much but he was he was he had a disruptive Sunday yeah. he did for sure but I I don't even think he was the best defensive player on the field in that stadium let alone in the entire National Football League am I just being a hater though you know I've been I've been wearing my Cleveland Browns hater glasses mm-hmm. now for about the last 10 days am I just being a hater no um this is the difference that when we talk about PFF and how they grade versus what we are accustomed to with normal player of the week player of the month in the NFL player of the week player of the month is solely going to be based on productivity stats in terms of the stats and that's why sometimes we'll say well hey man a guy could have four sacks but we watch how those sacks occurred three of them he was unblocked and we're like ah but we get it because the stats which are the final and most important part 
is what's already there. With PFF, from my understanding, is they took it from a just win rate in terms of how many – if you played 100 snaps, how many did you win? And for us that we're watching the game, how many times was it highlighted that Miles was killing damn war, but the ball was getting out extremely fast. The ball – I mean – they had a game, game plan. plan Absolutely. For it. So it protected Dan and it made Dan. The Browns are the same thing Absolutely. with, with TJ no Watt question. as well, too. So yeah. I think that is kind of why they went that mm. way because if we were watching it, we would all, I think, in an unbiased way, feel that Miles was winning like his matchup. Like the Steelers matchup. had the game plan right, around. Right. Yeah, sure. And Miles was winning his matchup a lot. It just he wasn't going to be able to get to where he needed to be because of how we had our offense set up. Because the Steelers up. were almost right. taking that but off that's, the table. But that's the PFF thing, and that's why I'm not a fan sure, of it because sure. it's it moves the goalposts. You can't tell me it's player of the week, and these two guys were out there head-to-head talking about TJ and Miles, and clearly TJ had the better statistics, and along with getting the victory – that's the only that, that to me is the bigger issue right there. But yeah. that's PFF. That's what they do. So that's why I don't really put a lot of credence into their stat, their stuff. stat sheet. Like yeah, but yeah. even with their stat, and they always say win we, rate. We 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 do our rate. stats different. We 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 look at different things, and I'm just like yeah, bunch of analytical guys. Yes, trying to figure out their own way to make football make sense. Yes, me as a football guy, I'm never gonna be you know fond of it or, or in agreement with it a lot of times just because it's you. a different I, I think there's a spot for analytics in every sport some to a greater extent Correct. than other like I think in baseball it's it's you've got one pitch at a time one batter versus one well, pitcher the physical like, element isn't as prevalent in yeah, baseball exactly. whereas in football there's just not nearly as many moving parts right and in football it's a ton of moving parts the scheme also in terms of responsibilities you don't have as many schematics and responsibilities 100%. that can alter what your assignment is in baseball as in football. Yeah, dude, it's not in even football, close. you it's can not even have, the same I can have you aligned in the same same position, and you can have four to five different things you're supposed to do, just depending on one call, not a check, not what the offense did. So for me, I always find it hard when analytical guys try to review and grade football 100% from an agree. analytical standpoint because. It's just hard. You can't really do it consistently. There isn't a, oh, well, this guy should always win because he's this tall and that fast and he plays this position. Well, what happens when this little guy hits him in the mouth? What what happens when this guy motions down and now his responsibility isn't agree. just C-gap and anymore? Now he's forced to two-gap. Let's like, not lie, too. A lot of the people that are doing these evaluations, as you've talked before, mm-hmm. they don't know if it's cover zero or if it's exactly, cover three. Man. They don't know whose responsibility it was. They don't know who the breakdown communication-wise was. Mm-hmm. In in baseball, it's a 97-mile – well, hey, I was going to say 97-mile-an-hour curveball. That would be a heck of a curveball. I was thinking the same. Like, bro, who was throwing that Randy Johnson? God it's dang. an 80-mile-an-hour curveball <laughs> that it? was, you know, hit as a double. Or it's a 97-mile-an-hour right. two-seam fastball that was caught by the right fielder. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just there, – I, I think every sport has different levels of analytics and how you can apply them. I do agree with you. I think football is the most difficult one. And I think that's why a lot of people have beef with pro football focus. Just had to but that's get that what, out there. That's what I'm really talking about. I'm like on that a because it's like this is what they do, and, and then they'll love this because what does it cause? Outrage. Outrage. People, people talking about it more. I'm like I'm not giving you any attention. Y'all keep all y'all little rankings to yourself. I don't even care who y'all says player of the year. I don't care who you say player of the year. It could be your mama has played in my. I don't care. Y'all can have it. PFF. 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 You 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 lucky I got the FCC to worry about. I tell you, I tell you. <laughs> otherwise, I really tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> Hit up Moats on Cameo to see how he really you know feels about it. <laughs> Adam tweets us and says those jokers at PFF probably said, "Ooh, Miles dressed up spooky. He must be really good today." 
Killer boots, man. Like, what are we doing here, man? We'll get to more of your tweets. You know where to get at us. You know where to get at us as we roll along today. Uh, but it's time for a little three things Thursday. Here our start to scout of the Steelers' upcoming opponent this week. Of course, the Chicago Bears. It's a simple concept for those of you who might not be familiar. Three things we think the team that the Steelers are about to play does well. Three things, three areas where they struggle. Now, we try not to be petty with these, right? Like, for example, last week when the Steelers played the Cleveland Browns, one of our three things we don't like easily could have been the fact that the Browns have the worst color scheme of any pro football team, of any professional sports team in America, period. Brown and orange? and that they don't even really have a logo, bunch of dorks, but we try to keep these things to coaching, to personnel, to those type of things. Three things we think the Steelers' upcoming opponent does well, three things, three areas where we think they struggle, three facets where they might leave some to be desired. It's called Three Things Thursday, three good, three bad. Arthur Motes, you starting us off. Where do you want to go, good or bad for the Chicago Bears? Well, you know I'm always an optimistic person, so let's start with what we don't like. Okay. Bang, All bang. right. Chief so, Keith. First thing I don't like is the O-line. Holy smokes. I found an O-line that the Steelers are definitively better than. And I am excited about this because we don't get to say that very often this year. But for a fact, man, this O-line for the uh, Chicago Bears um, is just not playing well together. Uh, Obviously, the right tackle position has been a revolving door. Um, Jason Peters not Marcus Peters or whoever else Peters you're going to say today because I I know how you do. Uh, You got jokes, huh? But obviously he's a lot older, and I still think he's a little bit big, a little bit too big. But as a whole, man, I'm just not liking what they're doing up front, man. Uh, I do think at times they get good movement, but as a whole, they're not consistent enough, and they don't do a good job of protecting Justin Fields or any other quarterback that they've had back there. So O-line for me is definitely the first thing that I don't like. The second thing that I don't like about said Chicago Bears their health right now, man. Mm-hmm. When I look at a guy like Khalil Mack, I like Khalil Mack a ton when he's out there. I like their defensive time when he's out there, but he missed last week with the foot injury. Um, it'll be interesting to see as the practice reports start to come out because, obviously, they play on Monday, so they probably didn't have a workout day yesterday, similar to what the Steelers did. But with that being said, man, him not being at 100% drastically impacts their defense. He is their T.J. Watt, 100%. He's their T.J. Watt. So for me, his availability or the lack thereof is something that I definitely don't like because for them to have a chance, he's going to need to be 100% or very, very close he's gotta to He's got to be that. disruptive. Yes, yeah. in a major way. Yeah. And then the last thing is their offense as a whole. I don't think they have identity. Um, at times – I think they have success running the ball with uh, Khalil Herbert, but then other times they just kind of go away from him. Uh, With Justin Fields, I don't think they do a good job of scheming up plays for him. I think that his success comes when he ad-libs, and that's throwing the ball or running the ball, but nothing that they can hang their hat on and say, hey, this is what we do. We're a play-action team. We're a zone-read team. Hey, we we, we threaten them with this. They don't have that. You watch them, and it's helter-skelter. You don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to show, what their flavor is going to be that particular series. And to me, I think that's a major weakness when you have a young quarterback like Justin Fields, when you have an offensive line that isn't able to consistently protect you. You have to find something that they are good at and say, this is what we're going to do. Pittsburgh still is case in point. Early in the season, are we a passing team? Are we a gun team? Are we an empty team? Are we a heavy team in terms of big running back, two tight ends? Like, what are we? You see these past couple weeks, we've been settled starting in. starting to figure it out. We're starting to figure it out. Hey, we're going to run these two tight ends. We're going to have a big body running back out there. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play through Najee, and then we're going to take our shots downfield. 
We have an identity now. Yes. And we look like it. We look competent on offense now. A lot more confident as well, too. Absolutely. So, to me, that's the other thing, man. When I talk about that Bears offense, man, I just don't like the fact they don't have identity, man. Arthur Motes, those are good ones. And how about this? We The last one there, there's a little bit of crossover from I3. Mm-hmm. But I'd say we have two and a half different. Okay, okay. That hasn't happened in a long time. Usually I we're, like it. Usually we're on the very same page here. My three things for the Chicago Bears that I, Chief Keith don't like. Bang, bang. Is, and I'll start with a similar one. Um, I said offensive play designs. Mm, okay. Motes, when I look, and I'll talk about this a little bit more when we talk about things that we like. When I look at their offense, there's some some things to like. Uh, they've got some good wide receivers. They've got some good running backs. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, we all know, is talented. But despite all of that, and hey, when you have an offensive line that's struggling, sometimes those things can be obsolete. But they do have talented playmakers on mm-hmm. offense. But their coaching, their play design on offense, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for Justin Fields. It doesn't work for the wide receivers. It requires them to lean too much on their run game to be insanely productive for them to get anything going. I just don't like their play design on offense. It doesn't work. And it again, it's it, it, they don't have a bunch of all pros all over the place. They have a a struggling offensive line, but it should not look this bad. They scored 22 points last week, the Bears did, and they were like ready to throw a parade in Chicago to celebrate. Uh, th- that that just tells you uh, how much they've struggled on offense mm-hmm. this season. It, it shouldn't be a Mona Lisa, as one of the hosts on this show famously likes to say, but it dang sure should look a lot better than the finger-painting watercolors that look like a kindergartner that they're throwing out there on Sundays. It's abstract. I don't like the play design on offense. <laughs> It just doesn't work. Uh, second thing, let's stick with offense here before I go to the defense. Possession downs. Buddy, they stink out loud on mm-hmm. possession downs. Third down, they are converting 34% of the time on third down. Yeesh. Fourth down, less than 25% of the time when they decide to go for it on fourth down. Arthur Motes, you have to be hitting at a higher clip than that in the National Football League to move the ball on offense, mm-hmm. to keep your defense off the field and rested, and to wear down the other team's defense as well, too. 34% conversion on your third downs, that ain't good. It's not good. In fact, some might even call that bad. We might even venture to say it's U-G-L-Y. That is, it's hard to win football games when you're not even at 35% of uh, of third down conversions. That's tough. And the third and final thing, uh, go to the defensive side of the football for this one, is just poor tackling. They've got some good players on defense. Mm-hmm. That defensive line is talented. Roquan Smith is talented. They've got some good guys. They've got some good football players on that defense. But when you cut on the tape, when you watch them play, I mean, it it looks like the Steelers against Seattle at times for the entire 60 minutes. They just struggle to tackle. They make too many little errors out there that allow what should have been a four-yard run to become a 12-yard run, what should have been a two-yard run to become an eight-yard run. It, it just happens too often. They're not buttoned up enough in that department. Poor tackling is something that, you know, when I was doing some poking around last night uh, of the Chicago Bears that I felt really jumped off the screen to me. Motsi, those are my three. Uh, poor tackling, mm-hmm. play design on offense, possession down success. The three things that I think Chicago is really struggling with. I like that right there. What you got for the good, though? Man, for the good, uh, I do like Justin Fields. I think that he does a good job of improvising. Um, he is the reason why the offense moves at times. 
as crazy as it is. And um, he still doesn't see the field as well as he needs to right now, but that's expected as a rookie. But I also like how he's not afraid to run. But at the same time, I do think he needs to understand when to do that and when to just take the easier throws that are available to him. That's the growing pains of being a young quarterback in the league. But I do like him as an athlete. I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. The next thing is the tight ends, man. Uh, with Cole Komet, obviously Jesse James, those guys haven't been out there the whole time this season. But when they have been out there, Justin Fields has targeted him, and they've been productive, even dating back to the preseason. So I do like that a lot with those two guys because I think Justin, it's an easier read for him, and it protects that offensive line because he's able to get it out a lot faster with those two guys versus when he's trying to take shots downfield and he's forced to hold the ball a little bit longer. Even though I like the talent on paper at the receiver position, they don't win enough for me to feel comfortable with them going forward. And then the last thing, though, is when they are healthy, the defense as a whole. You talk about Khalil Mack. He's the the the, the headliner. But to me, Robert Quinn is the unsung hero. I mean, he's sitting there with five and a half sacks. But this is what he does. This is MO. You look at him when he was in Dallas. You look at him when he was in St. Louis with the Rams. He's always been a guy that can get after the quarterback, a matchup nightmare because of the length, speed, and burst that he plays with. And then on the inside, though, man, with that same defense, I like Roquan Smith a lot. Mm-hmm. I think him and Alec uh, Ogletree, they're playing well together. I don't like how they backdoor a lot of stuff in terms of running around blocks. If you look at that Niners game and that long screen, was that Debo Samuels? Yeah, you run behind <laughs> blocks and you don't make it. That's what it looks like. Happens too frequently with those guys. But as yes, a whole, though, I think their defense is really good. And you can't fault the safety position either. Talk about Sean Gibson and um and Eddie Jackson. That's <laughs> a very formidable duo yes, right there, man. It absolutely so is. So those are my three things. Justin Fields, the tight ends, and the defense. When I healthy. dig it. I dig it. Uh, again, not much of crossover here. I love it. Maybe like a half a point. All right, good, two and a half good, things good. different. I said quarterback mobility. Mm-hmm. I, I like Justin Fields. I like what he allows you to do. Now, again, I don't think they figured it out in terms of the play design, as I alluded to. But Justin Fields' mobility, his athleticism, just his toolbox is that like that's what you want from a quarterback in 2021. It, unless you've got Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger, you know, unless you've got a future Hall of Famer, this is the next wave of quarterbacks. You mm-hmm. want a guy uh, like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes, right, who can certainly beat you through the air, but can also have that mobility, have that athleticism to unlock another, uh, you know, wrinkle, another layer. Ogres have layers of your offense. That quarterback mobility, if they can get a coach or if that, this coaching staff can figure out how to use him properly, is just a, a heck of a tool to have. It's something Mike Tomlin talked about just a week ago. Second thing is uh, their wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And again, it's funny because I was railing on their offense, but that, this is why I was railing on their offense because I think they should be better than they are. Uh, Darnell Mooney is good. Everyone knows Allen Robinson is good. They have got a legit one-two pairing at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. They 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 absolutely do. It's to me, it's one of the better maybe one-two pairings in the National Football, but not top two or three. But it's certainly top ten. Um, when you combine that with the tight ends, like you mentioned, uh, two solid, not great, but two solid running backs in Herbert and Montgomery, they should be doing more. But I really like Allen Robinson, and I really like Darnell Mooney. They're talented guys. Um, they both are, are, are having, you know, I think Allen Robinson maybe statistically has, has been a little underwhelming this season. Mooney has been, I think, surprisingly strong in that regard. But those two are legit, and they're talented. And the third thing that I like, uh, similar to what you alluded to, I like Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, 81 tackles on the season. He, he's not perfect. He's certainly not perfect out there. He's not quite – he is. He's not at the Bobby Wagner level. He's not at the right. um, Patrick Willis or Luke Keekley level. He, he isn't. 
but he's a dang good uh, off-ball interior linebacker. I think one of the handful of better guys in the National Football League, and I think he does a lot for that defense. I, I think that their their struggles would be even more magnified without him out there mm-hmm. uh, patrolling the center of the park for the Chicago Bears. So those are my three positives. Quarterback mobility, talented wide receivers, and Roquan Smith kind of as your, uh, you know, your, your quarterback of the defense in the middle of the field. I mean, what it Chicago. sounds like, uh, it sounds like it's a basically a team that, you know, is under 500. Yep. They do some things that look good. Yep. They do some not so good things. Um, you see some potential on paper, but not a lot of productivity yep. from that. Yeah, that's that's how losing football is. That's right there, how man. losing football is right there. And we'll- we and we never even talked about the turnovers. We never even talked about how Justin Fields has been sacked the league leading 26 times, and he hasn't even started every single game this season. Hasn't even played in every single game this season. Yeah, it's like that, man. It is like that. And you know what else is like that? Mm. Our buddy Brian Batko on a Thursday. Going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll discuss all things Steelers, trade deadline related, all that stuff that we've talked about this week with Mr. Batko. We'll also get his thoughts and his prediction uh, for what happens against the Chicago Bears on Monday. Mr. Big Stuff on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Go.